Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Welcome to the 55th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Corruption. Uh, wow, 55. I, it's ridiculous. I feel like we just recorded 50 the other day. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's been going that, fast. That may have something to do with the fact that uh, I'm a little bit busy as of late. Uh, as of recording this, I will be getting married in, what, like four days? Yes. Um, wow. On Saturday. So, um, Taking a plunge. Yeah, so it's been a little hectic around here. Um, don't even know when we'll get this episode up, but we'll get it up to you guys as soon as we can. Uh, it's kind of yeah. too late telling you that because you'll be listening to this and then we'll be like, <laughs> y'all are be mad. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so that's the reason why, uh, if anybody is wondering. Busy uh, stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, busy stuff. And this is my last episode for a few weeks because uh, I am going to Disneyland. I'm not podcasting while I'm on my honeymoon. So, um, what? Are so you we... serious? Man, that's selfish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we haven't even introduced ourselves yet. So I'm I'm the uh, the host of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, Mike. And, and I'm Matt. Me, yeah, is my is my co-host Matt. And uh, Matt, who's going to be who's going to be taking over for me in uh, in my stead? Well, it looks like I got uh, Kyle. Uh, joining us next week, uh, next Tuesday, it looks like we are going to record uh, if everything works out good. And then after that, JC will be on the following week. And we were trying to figure out when these breaks are going uh, to come in this in yeah. the story here. So it doesn't look like we're going to get a break, at least for the next couple weeks. So Yeah, because um, yeah, yeah. we've got the Academy this Friday, uh, which you can see on, on clonewarspodcast.com. And, uh, and then next week, uh, we've got Assassin, which uh, you can also see a very short 30-second clip of on CloneWarsPodcast.com. So, uh, yeah, head over there. Yeah. And then uh, on Wikipedia, it's rumored that the next episode, that the, uh, that the eighth episode of the season, 52nd episode of the series, uh, I believe, um, is called Sith Lord Unleashed. Um, I find that... A little bit difficult to believe. I doubt that that'll be the name, but yeah. uh, but who knows? Because that will be the week that the Force Unleashed is actually released. That's right. Um, yeah, that'll be the Friday following that the October twenty sixth release of that. So 
uh, who knows? Maybe they're trying to uh, to do some sort of not crossover, but just some sort of synergy or something like that. Like just sort of go, hey, yeah, remember that this game came out? Uh, you should go buy it. <laughs> and then and a title like that, it's like wow, you, you really pump. You know, you're kind of like getting everybody's hopes up. Like man, you want to yeah. see some serious stuff with, with a title like that. So uh, much like much unlike the title of today's, which is corruption, and we will get into what you coined last week, Mike, as the uh, Trade Dispute Trilogy, and who knows, yeah. we might even get a quad, quad, what do you call it, quadrilogy out of this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> it so. doesn't seem like it. The clip the clip from this week's episode, it seems like it's connected to corruption, but, but, not, uh, like that. but not with trade but, and stuff. Yeah, but that it's a little bit more, it, there's something more sinister going on, and, uh, and Ahsoka's getting down to the bottom of it, so... Yeah. Uh, Let's get into our news. Okay, let's do that. Get ready. This is it. Help you again. Yeah. Uh, right. I thought you might say that. What are you talking about? Well, everybody thanked me at once. That doesn't sound too hard. So what I told you is true. From a certain point of view, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. All right, so, you know, not a ton of stuff going on. I mean, uh, we just had Celebration Fire a little while ago, so there's it's kind of hard to find some serious stories going on. But yeah, there's a couple things. You know, Seth Green and company previewed the next season of Robot Chicken at New York Comic Con a few days ago, teasing more Star Wars silliness than ever before. They got Avatar, they'll rip into Twilight. Uh, Lord of the Rings uh, sketches and Batman finally beating the Joker to death. So their third Star Wars special will be their biggest and most ambitious yet. Uh, after two half-hour specials, uh, this one expands to a full hour featuring a somewhat a cohesive plot that runs from the be- uh, from f- before the Phantom Menace to after the Return of the Jedi. So Seth Green speculated that this is where the false rumors about their upcoming Lucasfilm Star Wars comedy being set after Jedi came from. And the story starts uh, with the Emperor mulling over life right after Darth Vader throws him down the Death Star shaft. Uh, comic, book, comic book's heavy hitter Jeff Johns contributed, uh, contributed some sketches for the special, as did uh, uh, Boba Fett voice actor Breckenmeyer, uh, along with a regular menagerie of guest stars. Uh, the episode features the voices of Zac Efron and Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams, as you know, Billy D. Williams. Um, so, or Billy D. Williams uh, is is also joining the uh, voice cast. So, um, again, it starts uh, December twelfth, and it looks like I have some kind of Christmas special on the nineteenth. So, uh, and then their fifth season starts up in early uh, two thousand eleven. So, awesome. big news from uh, Star Wars Robot Chicken and. And I have those actually on my iPod. And they're funny just to kick, you know, put on every once in a while when you got 20 yeah. minutes to kill, you know. And uh, so it looks like they're finishing up with a full hour, which is kind of cool. That's gonna be nice to see. Yeah, that's cool. Because that's the only thing that kind of you kind of after 20 minutes, you're like man, it's over already. Yeah, like, uh, and and it, and it sounds like they're actually trying to uh, uh, make it like it like it says in there uh, a continuous story, trying to do something a little bit different, not the same thing sort of seen already and, yeah right uh, and that's interesting to me that's that's crazy. yeah uh, now also going on mike you just mentioned the force unleashed it did. and uh there's a new gameplay trailer 
that just posted, I think it was yesterday and today, as of this yep. recording, the demo came out and I actually started downloading it and I was trying to- Yeah, so did I. So did, did, you, I. did you get a chance to play it? Because no, I, it's I still haven't. finishing, yeah. I was gonna try to get a chance to go through it for about 10 minutes before we recorded, but- uh, You know um, what, I'm sure it's it. exactly the same demo that I played at C5 and that a lot of people play at C5. Yeah. Um, and if you've been out to anything else, if you've been out to Penny Arcade Expo, uh, New York Comic Con, anything like that, you've probably now played this demo. I can't imagine doing another one. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and so, the level, uh, uh, is this the same level, though? It says it focuses on the, the beginning of the game, uh, where you're in the... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Camino. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's the same. It's the same one. Um, it's But that being said, it's well worth the download. Uh, it's it's a pretty impressive demo, and it will, if you're not already picking up the game you will want to after playing it so yeah cool I, i'm just kind of stoked to, to try out the demo too just to see what, how, how different it is from the force unleashed uh one yeah and uh, I've, I've heard some good things already from some some uh some people on the internet saying it that uh it is a lot better than the first one uh, just just going off the demo so that's kind of nice to hear so um yeah, I'm sure everybody's already on that by now as of this recording, or by the time you hear this, but uh, um, and we'll it, talk about it, it next week, too. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure that everybody has probably already seen, actually, the, uh, uh, if you go over to StarWars.com, they've got a, a huge story about um, about some of the marketing for The Force Unleashed 2, and they've got these great posters, these four great posters, the best of which is one of a... Um, a stormtrooper being disintegrated through use of force powers. So, in this game, when when the uh, the apprentice, when Starkiller, uh, what's his what's his name? They, well, they give him an actual name. Galen Merrick. Yeah, Galen Merrick. Um, mm-hmm. When he fully charges, like the the full force blast, like when he does like the 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 sphere of energy that it, that flies out from him. Mm-hmm. Um, when you fully charge that in this game. It um, it actually like tears through all of the the stormtroopers within a certain radius, and they they turn into like they burst into flame, and then all that's left is like these little ashes that sort of <laughs> like fall to nice. the earth. I, it's just it's it's really impressive, and they've done this poster that is like a stormtrooper half, like he's in mid combustion, um, and then there's one of Vader being like a lightning hurled against a wall and some other stuff, Boba Fett crushed against a wall and, uh, and then the apprentice showing off his, uh, his BA-ness, let's say. Um, <laughs> Is that a force fury you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's okay. a, uh, and then there's an awesome, two, two awesome commercials uh, about the force on the two. Um, I think they might even be cutscene from the game. Uh, one of which is, is it starts with Vader and he's sort of walking through the snow and then you see all of these, uh, like all, all of these crashed AT-ATs and, and AT-STs uh, and stuff like that. And then it cuts to the, the apprentice and he's fighting a bunch of stormtroopers and he's, he's calling, like screaming out like, where is she? If you hurt her, I'll kill you all and that sort of thing. And then he just does one of those those huge huge force explosions yes yeah um and uh and then it it rips through all of these different uh stormtroopers but uh 
but Vader is of course left intact. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very cool. And then the, the the next one is just you're looking down this hallway on like Death Star or a, uh, Star Destroyer or something of that sort, and uh, and then you start hearing this sound, like this sort of stomping sound, uh-huh. and then the wall, like one of the walls, just like bursts open and Vader comes flying through. And then he keeps going through another wall and then another wall and then another wall and another wall and another wall until eventually he stops. And then he, he gets back up, ignites his lightsaber, and then uh, and then the apprentice, uh, Galen Merrick, comes through the hole that mm-hmm. he's just created with Vader's body. So two wow. very, very awesome commercials that if you weren't already planning on buying the game, now you're like, huh. Yeah. Stuff yeah. That, that looks interesting. So very very cool. Yeah, so looking forward to playing that demo later on tonight. So, uh, collecting news. Um, we got a cool little thing here for you iPhone 4 owners. Uh, we got some decals for the back of the iPhone. Now, this is coming from a website called Etsy.com. And they have actually two right now. And, and uh, the first one is an R2-D2 decal. And it and it kind of it goes on the back, and it has an opening for the flash and the and the uh, the camera itself, and it's kind of made to look like the the Android that just came out the the R two Android or whatever you call it the Droid two, um, looks just like that, and then the other one which is even cooler, is the uh, Han Solo and Carbonate that you can stick on the back of your phone. Yeah, honestly, it's a total toss up because of the shape of the. Uh the iPhone, the Carbonite, is kind of perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I just, I, dude, I don't know. I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait and see if, you know, like maybe StarWars.com or StarWarsShop.com or, or um, ThinkGeek yeah. comes out with something similar. Someone will come out with this, yeah. product. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I would really like is an actual bumpy, textured uh, Han Solo case. Not, oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Not so much the... the little plastic or vinyl sticker but an actual like you know case something that will actually protect it oh right yeah yeah that's the only thing that is kind of uh what kind of makes you think well maybe i'll just wait because it is like you said just a sticker Mm -hmm. so uh, as far as protecting the phone uh you know it's not going to do anything like that but it'll make it look pretty darn cool when you have it turned over so yeah maybe you're right if they can make a case like that because that would be cool. Yeah, that, the, the Han Solo and Carbonite, you know, we reported before on the, the soap that they had made. Yeah. That looked like, and it's just, that's just like you said, the shave is always perfect for stuff like this. But uh, if you can't wait, these are $5 each. Uh, www.etsy.com. That's etsy.com slash shop slash short sleeve alliance. If you just can't wait and got to have a sticker for your iPhone 4. So check that out. Uh, another thing we got, Mike, I think we might have reported on this before, and I don't know if this was a Think Geek item or just something that they hadn't actually uh, produced yet. And they were just looking at yeah. it. It's, it's the bathrobes. Yeah, I remember talking about something similar. Yeah. And, and, uh, and now StarWars.com has them. So they've got these these two bathrobes. Uh, one is a brown bathrobe with the uh, with Jedi symbol on it, sort of. Kind of looks like the, the Rebel insignia, but with a lightsaber in the middle. Yes. And then the other one has uh, the Imperial insignia. So it's, a, it's, it's, a, black. it's a black room. 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're, they're all right. I mean, not for me though. Robe's a robe. <laughs> I'm not a robe guy. <laughs> yeah, me either. So I don't know. if you if you're anything like Hugh Hefner or something like that, this is and a Star Wars fan, uh, you're not going <laughs> to want to go without these. But uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think we might have said this before. Maybe, maybe they need to make a Star Wars Snuggie because that's where it's at. The Snuggie's where it's at, man. Yeah, a red <laughs> Snuggie like the one that Chewbacca wears in the holiday special. In the holiday special. Oh, man. The Good originator time. of the Snuggie like yeah. 30 years before. Yeah. Good times. Uh, the last thing we got is, you know, there's been a lot of, as far as collecting, uh, Toys R Us has been big, but Target steps up this week. And they are uh, advertising $5 action figures. And that's not just Clone Wars. That's, uh, from what I can tell from the ad, uh, not only Marvel and stuff like that, but Clone Wars, Saga Legends. And there's been some reports where people have said, hey, this ad is not specific. It doesn't say, you know, no vintage, that they've been actually getting managers to give them the $5 on the vintage stuff as well. So... They're taking this Target ad, take it right in there and say, hey, this is a Clone Wars three and three quarter action figure with the vintage stuff. And they're, they're at, some stores are actually giving it to them for $5, which I've seen. And yeah, some it, just says, it just says on this thing, uh, action figures, uh, stock up now for holiday giving, choose from uh, assorted Star Wars, Spider-Man, uh, Heroes and Villains, and Iron Man 2 figures. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't specifically say, it just says... The, the weekly wow, $5. Yeah, the weekly wow. So I'm assuming this goes through, uh, I guess, Saturday, Sunday, maybe. So they're taking a shot at the Toys R Us, you know, 2 for 11, whatever it was. So they're they're taking a shot at it and, and going $5 per figure. So that's pretty darn good. So head on over to Target or just go on to Target.com and you can check the, uh, the store ad. That's where I found it. So good stuff going on for... Uh, Clone Wars collecting as far as action figures go. So, uh, Mike, anything else? Anything else you've gotten in the last week or so, or any news items that? Ah, uh, uh, nothing really. I, no? I, uh, I went down to Adidas on the weekend to the Adidas original store and I checked out some of the new line of Adidas original stuff, but uh, I didn't end up buying it because it just, I don't, it seems like the first line that they did this year, uh, back in, in like winter, spring was, um, it's a bit more practical, and the shoes were a little bit more wearable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. These newer ones, it's like the Boba Fett ones look really cool, but when you put them on your feet and with a, with actual clothing, uh, they're not that, they're not that great. And the Chewbacca ones <laughs> look okay, but and they're really comfortable, but they're suede, but they're supposed to be like a hiking boot, and I don't know a lot of people who would wear a suede boot hike, so. Yeah. Um, and then with like the fake fur and stuff, it would get they get wrecked really easily if you actually wore them. So it seems like they're sort of taking a little bit more of a collector's route with them now oh, then than they are an actual wearable shoe. And then the uh, the Boba Fett jacket just I don't know it, it maybe it was just me and it just didn't fit me the way I would have liked, but um, it wasn't quite wasn't quite for me. So uh, so I didn't end up buying anything. No. Okay. You know, I had no idea that they were going to make uh, different waves of these shoes. I thought it was just a one-time, hey, here's the Skywalkers. You no, know, no, they've already got stuff planned for the next wave. Wow. 
Okay, so we're they just better be careful because if they make these things collectors' items and not actual shoes, they're gonna really limit the number of people that are gonna buy them. Because yeah, right, right. Some of these, like the R two three PO ones, are I don't know anybody who'd wear those. Yeah, that's got to be different. You know, like the yeah. ones that are split down the middle. It just it doesn't really make a lot of sense. You might wear them to a Star Wars celebration or fan days, but that's probably about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's gonna do it. Should we uh, hit this crazy recap? Yeah, let's get this over with. Let's do it. <laughs> Jedi like my father. Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If it's evil, become a great Jedi. Kenobi, Skywalker. I've missed you. Uh, right. I'm Ahsoka Tana. Destroy them both. You're both right. Let's make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Jedi. Incoming. Blast No! Alrighty then, let's hit up corruption here. Senator Padme Amidala is making a diplomatic visit to the planet Mandalore. Upon her arrival, she is greeted by her friend, the Duchess Satine. Mandalore's neutrality in the, war, in the Clone Wars has made it difficult for them to trade with either side, and Satine is troubled. She and Padme board a speeder and enter the city of Sundari, where the people of Mandalore greet the senator from, New, from Naboo with a grand welcome. Uh, elsewhere in the city, a mysterious freighter lands on a loading dock. A group of Muganand Gotal smugglers. Man, it's difficult to talk. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, I'm just going to give you guys a little uh, an idea of how this is spelled. M-O-O-G-A-N-A-A. Oh, no. You know what? Mugan. It's Mugan. And- Gotal. Yeah, it's Mugans. Yeah, right. That's Kyle's fault. There's a typo <laughs> in there. It's gotta put make together. sure your spaces are in there because I'm just, I'm like uh, Ron Burgundy. I'll just read this. <laughs> I'm just gonna read Muganan. Yeah. Uh, Mugan and Gotal smugglers. Okay, there we go. That's yeah. a lot easier. Um, disembark and unload crates full of bottled drinks. A Mandalorian customs officer approaches them and is suspicious of their activities noting that he does not have their arrival on his schedule. The leader of the smugglers bribes the officer, and he allows them to continue unloading their cargo. I just have one thing to say about this cargo. Um, anybody who watched uh, the, the TV series Clone High, very short-lived series, uh, only made it one season. Um, there's an episode, I think it's the second or third episode of the, of the series, where um, it, the, the show is about clones, uh, and so this is somewhat related to Star Wars. Um, it's about clones, like like all these cloned world leaders, and they've all been cloned by this secret government organization, the Shadowy Board, and uh, and they're all going to high school together because they were cloned and now they're growing up and they have to be educated. And this sort of thing. So they're all in high school together, and Abe Lincoln and Gandhi are friends, and Abe Lincoln's running for student body president, and uh, and Gandhi is his uh, his campaign manager, I guess. And they get a sponsorship deal from this really shady sports sports drink company uh, called Extreme Blue, and the bottles look exactly like the bottles in in this episode. And in Extreme in, uh, in Clone High, the Extreme Blue was uh, it was pancake batter and blue powder paint, 
And so uh, it, it, it ends up poisoning Gami. It ends up with malnutrition. So mm. it's kind of, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm calling shenanigans, and I'm going to say that the Clone Wars ripped us off of Clone I, and, uh, and they're in trouble. And this was a movie, you said? No, no, it's a TV show. TV show, okay. It's okay. a TV show that was on IMDb. Oh, okay, okay. In Canada. Okay. So, uh, so some of some of our listeners may uh, may be familiar, and if you're not, then you should just uh, you should just Google some uh, or YouTube some Clone High and check it out because it's a hilarious series. But uh, when I saw these bottles, the first thing I thought was like, "Whoa, these guys are smuggling in some extreme blue." Which is just <laughs> yeah. pancake batter and blue house paint. And, so, <laughs> um, and I was like, well, no wonder these kids are going to get sick. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what's going on. I mean, I, uh, I'm i trying to figure out, Padme must have some sort of clout or some kind of reputation because here is Satine bringing her all the way to Mandalore mm-hmm. uh, to help her deal with with uh, the politics of side of things. So, like I said, she must have some type of reputation. So, but here's the thing: Mandalore is has won its neutrality, neutrality, like we found out in the Mandalore trilogy. So yeah. now they're on the outside. You know, they have no aid. Um, supplies are hard to come by. They got to go through the black market, stuff like that. And now the world is starting to the Mandalore world is starting to be overcome by greed. And uh, in this episode, we kind of see how how the greed. Uh, makes itself uh, kind of finds its way into into this uh into this culture so uh in the duchess's court prime minister almec and a council of high-ranking government officials discuss the situation on mandalore with the planet's trade routes cut off many people uh, many of them have resorted to dealing with the black market to obtain food and supplies for the people padme steps in and peacefully suggests that mandalore turn to the republic for aid but this only uh causes further arguing among the council. Frustrated, Satine orders them to be silent and adjour, uh, adjourns the meeting. Yeah, I, you know what? I was in the same position. I was frustrated and I wanted to tell them to be silent because <laughs> I am so sick of freaking trade disputes. <laughs> we oh, man. trade disputes. Come on. Oh, right. man. Satine feels the same way. She's like, where's Obi-Wan? She's <laughs> as mad as me. Bring a lightsaber with him. Come on now. Yeah. So, you know, we're introduced to this new species called Mugans, and they're, you know, obviously, you're, when you look at them, your first thought is Egyptian pharaohs or whatever, so. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like these snake people, and they have this Egyptian thing going on. Actually, you know what, there was one good thing from this episode, and I'm not going to say that it was the Mugans, because I don't really particularly enjoy their design. It seems a little too easy. Too easy, yeah. I like yeah, yeah. Egyptian snake people, not that exciting. Um, I'm pretty sure that was like the idea for Mumra on, uh, uh, was it Thundercats or whatever? Isn't that <laughs> Thundercats? Oh, I don't know because yeah. I never watched Thundercats. But um, but uh, the ship that they arrived on was awesome. It was unbelievable. That was a goofy thing, huh? Because it had these little spider things. It, it, kind I, it, of was, it flew in, and I was like, "Huh, that's an interesting looking ship." And it went to land, and when it goes to land, like these legs popped out of the side, and it landed on the legs, and then it moved forward on the legs, and I was like. That's awesome. That's totally an alien design. And for a second, I thought it was going to open up and some Neimoidians were going to get out because that's kind of similar to, to some of the stuff that, that they have in their technology, right? Like with the right. walking drones and 
stuff like that. But uh, but it ended up being these movie dudes. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of King Hiss from He Man. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Oh. That's what that's what these guys look like. They're okay, yeah, Hiss yeah. From the 2003 He Man series. That makes sense. Kind of from the original series, but yeah. So I, you know, like they were all right, and it's kind of nice to see a new alien species and something that we've never seen before. It would just be more interesting if they were. Yeah. Not uh, just a snake person in an Egyptian outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a warehouse, the smugglers add a diluting agent to their tea, which will allow them to make twice as much for the same price. A Mandalorian official protests that the agent is toxic, but the leader of the smugglers assures him that the mixture will be harmless if made correctly. That evening, Padme and Satine have dinner together in new outfits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this episode kind of bothered me for that. Uh, they discuss the war and their various misgivings about, about the politics and corruption behind it. Satine suggests that they go and visit a new hospital to see the progress being made on Mendel. Now, so here, here's the Mugans are bringing this tea in. It's called slave, not tea. Well, they're bringing the tea in, but they have this thing to cut it with called Slavin. Yeah. And from what I can tell, uh, the Mugans are delivering the tea to Mandalore, but then, so they're also bringing the Slavin to add to the tea. So they're making, we're trying to figure out how this thing works. They are making twice as much tea if they're adding the Slavin into it. So yeah. it's, it's giving them more profit uh, down the line. So that's the reason why they're doing that. At first, I was like, what in the world? Why are they doing this? What, what's the purpose of this? You know? So that kind of gives you a little bit of idea of what they're doing, but uh, we'll get into a little bit more of what's going on uh, in a second here. The next day, Padme and Satine arrive at the hospital to find it filled with seriously ill children. Dr. Zaz informs the Duchess that the children have been poisoned. He doesn't know the cause, only that the children all came from the same school, and he assures her that the school's food is being investigated. What is happening here? Duchess, I'm sorry no one has come to speak to you. These children have been poisoned. How? We don't know. And it's not just here, I'm afraid. We've gotten reports from across the planet. Have you identified a cause? Well, the children here all came from the same school. We're testing their food. If we find something, perhaps we can create an antidote. But it will take some time. Which they may not have. Okay, Mac. Well, obviously they got the dosage wrong. Uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously. But I'm still trying to figure out. Okay, is this a simple like dosage mistake, or is there something else? Is there another reason? Is there something else going on? And and seeing as how there might be more to this next week, I don't know. Did you see anything else going on there, or is it just a simple dosage mistake? Uh, at this point, it seems like that's all it is. That all but it, okay. later on, there's some stuff that, I don't know, it kind of, there was, the characters were not getting suspicious, but I was. So, uh, we'll talk about that, talk about that when we get to that. Okay, okay. Uh, back at the palace, Satina and Padme meet with Prime Minister Almec. I'm pretty sure new, new outfits. Or, no, wait, this is... This is when they they were in like their uh, their sort of adventure outfits in the last scene at the hospital. Yeah. And right. then they and then they go like this is so important and these kids could die any minute if they don't figure out what this is. 
but they got to get back to the palace, uh, and then they have to change into their other outfits, and then have this <laughs> meeting with Prime Minister Almac, and then in the next scene, they're back in their adventure outfit. So I was just like, um, guys, guys, time, time sticking here. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know you're girls, but uh, come on, there's, there's kids' lives are at stake. Yeah, I was a little bit like somebody, somebody dropped the ball on that one, and uh, and. And either that or, like, in editing, they uh, they decided to switch up the order that the scenes would be in. And uh, and so for for that, it's kind of like, hi, things are so dire. How come they're changing their outfits so much? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that because Satine's getting all over Almec pretty much the whole like episode. The last, the last time I was in a rush, I wasn't like, oh, man, uh, do, do, I have, do I have time to change? No, I don't. Oh. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, but it is Star Wars. So I don't know. Maybe they have like a little button and then their clothes just change themselves. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, they, they meet with Prime Minister Almec, who suspects that the terrorist group Death Watch may be behind the poison. Satine disagrees, stating that Death Watch has only targeted her and the government. She insists that they focus on helping the sick children, and Almec leaves to discuss matters with the ruling council. Satine worries that Almec is too focused on politics and that the sick children barely troubled him at all. So that's where I kind of start to see that Almec might be, and not that he might know something that's going on, but maybe he's just turning a blind eye because it's not not his problem um, and that he's more concerned with Death Watch and, and right, right. trade disputes and stuff and not really thinking about the fact that, you know what, maybe the trade disputes are connected to what's happening here. Um, but uh, it's, you know, here's another thing in the episode that, like, I, it, they say it, and then it makes me mad where it, the guy's like, maybe it's Death Watch. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe it is Death Watch. Well, I'm hoping that, yeah. Yeah, and then Satine's like, no, 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 it's not Death Watch. <laughs> and you're like, what? but then why? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Why then? <laughs> I because was hoping for that. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know, what are Anakin and Obi-Wan doing right now? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of let down too because uh, Death Watch, I'm like, okay, cool. Death Watch might be in this episode. Okay, cool. Then uh, negative. But, uh, yeah, and then, like you said earlier about team changing, you know, it's like, She's all she gets on Almec pretty much this whole episode about hey you're not worried about the children and and she has time to change but hey you know we get to see Padme and Satine and all these different clothes and hairstyles I'm sure it's so, very awesome. exciting for the for the young ladies oh yeah definitely <laughs> and we'll get to Almec too because like you said it, it's he kind of acts a little strange this whole episode but uh, anyway Satine gathers her personal garbs and gives them the task of investigating the poisonings. Then she and uh, Padme leave to inspect the schools. In a school cafeteria, Satine and Padme meet with Dr. Zaz and a school superintendent. The doctor informs them that the food is clean and so is the water. Satine notices that some of the children have bottle drinks and Dr. Zaz notes that they are not part of the school's menu. He takes a bottle from a passing boy for them to inspect. Dr. Zaz takes Satine, Padme, and the superintendent to a lab, and he analyzes the bottled beverage. He detects the diluting agent, which is toxic when a certain amount is combined with tea. The group leaves for the shipping docks to try and find out where the tea came from. 
Now, this is kind of funny because this is where we get Padme and Satine, and they decide, let's, you know, let's do our own investigation. So they're going to Thelma and Louise it up here. They're, they're getting ready to do their thing and uh, decide to investigate themselves. So at the docks, Padme checks the shipping logs and discovers that the ones for the school have been erased. The superintendent takes a speeder and tries to flee, but Satine's guards cut him off. And almost kill him, because if he had kept on sliding, he would have fallen to his death. <laughs> I know. That's one of my notes, too, is like, yeah. they, I like the way they, these guards stopped him. Yeah, it's they, like, hey, they just run out in front of us. Yeah. There's no blasters. There's no, uh, no stun. You know, just park the little speeder right in front and let him crash. Hey, it's all yeah. good. Uh, Satine demands to know what is going on. And the superintendent confesses that he accepted the diluted drinks in order to cut cost and make a profit for himself. He says that many others are involved in the operation, and he gives the Duchess the name of his contact, a man named Sadiq, who works for the shipping company. So we find out that, you know, the the uh, the whatever you want to call it, the superintendent. Well, him and, and there's more involved, basically, in this plot. Yeah. So it's kind of getting deeper here. So we'll find out some more. Uh, go yeah. ahead, Mike. Uh, well, I just wanted to say that the the, the superintendent he um, he sort of confessed pretty quick, and I, I realized like he had nowhere to go. But uh, what he confesses to, they kind of play it off as not really being a big deal. But he essentially he says that you know like because he could cut costs and the budget was such, or like it it kind of doesn't make any sense. And so what he's pretty much saying is that he's uh he's embezzling from the government which i don't know like maybe on mandalore it's not that big of a deal but in canada or in the u.s embezzlement's kind of a pretty big deal oh, yeah. so especially if you were trying to embezzle from the government they tend to take that uh, pretty poorly oh, yeah. so uh, yeah, i so this guy kind of he kind of copped to something uh that was a pretty big deal pretty quickly and i don't know maybe it's just because they're really efficient on, uh, on uh, Mandalore, and uh, and he knew that they'd get the information out of him sooner or later. Um, there is sort of a moment where Satine is kind of like, like no games, you know, like yeah, it, it's this moment actually. She says like she says, "Tell me, or I'll get my guards to beat it out of you." And he just goes, "Yeah, okay." So, uh, and Padme looks at her like, well, I can't do that yeah yeah and she's like no this is how we do things on mandalore we may be pacifists but only yeah. for the last decade sort of thing right like you kind of start to see that mandalorian heritage uh coming, coming out yeah yeah definitely. where where i uh, you know maybe she's not quite the pacifist she likes to claim she <laughs> yeah right i thought yeah. that was really interesting that was probably one of the most interesting things in the episode and uh, the rest of it <laughs> So I, I, I'm here, it's my turn. Uh, Satine and Padme go to meet with Sadiq. Since he is protected by corporate contracts, Sadiq has no problem giving them information. He tells the Duchess that the imported tea came from Muga and shows her the shipping schedules. He also informs her that there's another shipment coming in that night and tells her which dock to go to. That night, Satine, Padme, and one of their guards hide by the docks and watch the smugglers bribe the customs official and unload more tea. Welcome back, gentlemen. I'm here for my inspection. Certainly. 
We would expect nothing less. How can they operate with such impunity? I need to find out how far up the chain of command this corruption goes. So Satine now is finding out, like I said earlier, that it's going up pretty far. But one thing that was interesting, just before this clip, Satine and Padme are kind of sneaking up when they're sneaking up on the customs agent. Uh, Satine tells uh, Padme she's heard from uh, Obi-Wan about her extracurricular activities yeah, I'm assuming they're talking about when she was uh, the queen of Naboo and, and all the stuff that she got into in episode one and episode two. Uh, so kind of like a little bit of a callback there to the prequel trilogy that uh, maybe that's why Satine brought uh, Padme over there because she knows she's a good, she did well in the Senate and then she's also uh, kind of a tough cookie. So uh, I thought that was kind of a little callback there. Hey, I heard about all the stuff you got into when you were a, uh, just a young queen, so. Mm -hmm. uh, but the guards, um, oh, actually, we haven't got there yet. Let's, uh, at the palace the next morning, Satina Padme questioned a police captain about the bribing of his officers. The captain is uncooperative, and Satine accuses him of stalling and being involved in the operation. The captain relents, and they go to the docks to investigate. The, the captain has a really cool helmet, by the way. I don't know if a lot of people would have noticed, but his helmet's different from the other... Mandalorian uh, police. The other ones have like they've got the the guard that comes down over the eyes, and it's just got two slits for the eyes, mm -hmm. um, sort of like two eye holes. But the uh, the captain's helmet actually has a T visor, similar to to you know the Mandalorian bounty hunters that we're used to. So uh, mm -hmm. you kind of see the connection. There and it doesn't come down all the way, right? It only comes down to right, like just past right. his nose, and it's a little bit different. And then it's got that open mask and everything. But uh, but just a really nice design aspect to sort of tie one set of characters to another set of characters, sort of on like look these these guys are very similar. It's kind of like how on a lot of their armor you can see that they've got like that diamond shape cut out of the chest, mm -hmm. and and that's sort of a callback to to Boba Fett's chest armor um, yeah right 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 yeah so just very a really interesting thing that maybe pretty i don't know i i figured it was kind of subtle and some people might not have noticed that's uh that's what we're here for well the diamond shape and and someone you talked about the diamond shaped and yeah. someone pointed out to me that uh the shape you know like the boba the boba fit armor the diamond center was kind of the architecture of mandalore yeah and uh so that was just something that sometimes you kind of gloss over and you don't even notice, but when you start looking at some of the detail, you, you kind of pick up on that stuff. So yeah, yeah, good, good, good catch on that though. The group arrives at the docks, and Satine and Padme notice policemen guarding a warehouse. Satine orders the guards to let her inside, and they attack her. The police captain defends the Duchess, knocking out the guards and arresting them. He opens the door to the warehouse, and the smugglers inside open fire. Satine and Padme take cover while the captain and Satine's guards return fire but the captain is injured and they retreat. Two more guards push a large crate through the doorway, which Padme uses for cover as she moves through the warehouse and takes out the assailants. So I guess this would be called aggressive negotiations, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a little something she learned from Anakin. This is what she learned from Anakin. And you know what's crazy is the guards at this door, just before they get into this big 
gun battle here. Uh, I don't know if they were well paid or or they were what was going on, but they or were stupid. Not, yeah. yeah, they were not going to let the Duchess in, and, and they were going to attack her. They were going to attack her. It's like, what the heck is going yeah, on? Not a smart move. I, I don't know if the corruption was going that far, but uh, yeah. That was kind of crazy. It makes you kind of wonder who they're working for, right? Right, right. So you kind of left to think there. Is there more yeah. to this episode? So yeah. uh, once all of the criminals are either dead or in custody, Satine orders the warehouse to be burnt down. The police captain argues that they should keep the warehouse intact for evidence, but Satine insists, and her guards use the flamethrowers to destroy the building. So what in the world is she getting rid of all this evidence for? Why is she burning this thing down? I can't figure that out. Yeah, I think because she doesn't want people to find out about the corruption and and to find out what's going what's going on. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's it, it is odd behavior. Padme kind of looks at it like you're just gonna you're gonna burn this building down, and uh, yeah, it, it is it's very odd. Very yeah. Odd. yeah. Interesting. Um, back at the palace, Satine and Padme inform Prime Minister Almec of what took place and that an antidote has been administered to the sick children. Almec is relieved, but Satine is deeply troubled by the corruption within her own government, and Almec assures her that he'll look into it. So that's kind of one of those moments where you start to think, like, yeah, yeah. You into yeah. it, you know, but you're probably one of the people behind it, or at least you maybe not doing it, but turning a blind eye. Right. Right. Of, right? Mm -hmm. So who knows? Who knows? I think we're going to, we're going to find out. I don't think we're going to find out more, but we will find out more in, in this week's episode. Of the Academy, so. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, as Padme prepares to leave Mandalore, she tells the worried Duchess to have hope. Satine suggests that an undercover Jedi may be able to aid her in investigating the corruption and Padme promises to talk with Master Yoda about it. The two of them bid each other farewell, and Padme departs. I'm troubled, Padme. You heard Prime Minister Amek say he'll investigate. His heart is in the right place, but this corruption... You must have hope, Satine. Hope will only go so far. The very people conducting this investigation might be corrupt. Perhaps a Jedi working undercover at the Academy could be of service to us, and in more ways than one. For if we lose our young, Mandalore will indeed be lost. I will speak with Master Yoda. Don't lose hope, my friend. Senator, Duchess. So that's how we end up this uh, episode, and I'm still confused as to what the purpose of this episode was. Yeah. Uh, is there more to this story? You know, Satine talks about the people behind the investigation might be corrupt. Uh, then she asked Padme, uh, she's going to need some help from the Jedi. You know, beforehand, she was like, when Obi-Wan came out in the Mandalore trilogy, she didn't want to have anything to do with the Jedi. Now she's asking for help. Uh, so we'll see what's going, you know, obviously that leads into our next episode. But like you said, the way Almec is kind of portrayed at the end here, you're kind of wondering, well, maybe there's a little more to this story that we might see again. And I don't know if it's going to be next you know, next episode and it'll clear up or some other down the line. But yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, I guess everybody kind of had the same feeling on this episode, Mike. I mean, here's here's my thing. The episode, it looked very good. I mean, it looked cool. Uh, the lighting, the animation, you know, like we always talk about costume changes, all that, whatever. 
um, was all cool, but the writing, it was just like, I don't know. You just kind of like, oh man, is this, it, it was a little, it was a little all over the place. Um, and, and some of the stuff didn't make very much sense. Yeah. Nothing really happens, you know, in this, in this episode. And like I said earlier, are we, are we setting up for something else? And we just, yeah, had this goofy story. I mean, yeah, is... that we just don't have like all of the information yet, or something. Or yeah, yeah, it's going. Yeah. And that was uh, kind of the feeling about every uh, on everybody's feeling on this episode that I've that I've read. It's just I don't know. It's just not not that good. And I mean, it, other than, it's I don't know. just odd to me that they'd be leading with the season with such yeah episodes, yeah. right? Considering everything we saw at c5 which was just like amazing stuff i mean you know the storyline that's coming up with asajj ventress um the uh, the stuff with ahsoka and, and with her storyline getting a little bit more dark and, and all that sort of thing and uh and with dooku being a main character in upcoming episodes and i don't know if maybe that means that they're season one scripts or something of the sort but they just don't feel they don't feel as deep as as the script for uh for clone cadets or arc troopers did i mean those were those were some pretty amazing stories as well as you know the stuff from the end of last season from lethal track down and r2 come home and mm-hmm, right and yeah. all that stuff like those were very uh complex and deep stories and these ones seem to be like I said last week, like there was a lot of recycled stuff from episode one, and uh, and this week it's kind of unclear as to what's going on and who's pulling the strings, and uh, and maybe it's maybe it's that we're looking for something where we shouldn't be. Maybe there's nothing else going on, and it's just that uh, that these guys are corrupt, and and that's it, and there's nothing else going on. But uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's a, it, yeah. it just seems odd to me that they would put so many uh, weak storylines together. Together, yeah, right. You know, yeah. um, and I'm really hoping that this week's episode, The Academy, not that I'll get a chance to watch it anytime soon, um, will be a little bit more interesting. But. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, too. We're five episodes into the season. Last season was season two, five episodes in. I mean, we had, and I think you mentioned this a couple episodes ago, you know, we had Children of the Force. We had Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, Landing at Point Rain, which, you know, not necessarily a great written story, but visually unbelievable. So the the difference between uh, two and three uh, you're like, wow, you know, it's, and, you know, this season, like you said, start off outstanding. And then we got this big trilogy here where we kind of took this nosedive. And, but it kind of makes me feel that, you know, from, I don't know, maybe next week to, to maybe the Assassin episode on, we're just going to really just seriously ramp it up because there's a lot of stuff that we yeah. still have to cover in this season. And we're almost a quarter way through basically already. So, you know, we got to get through the Savazo Press, Asajj, Count Dooku. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to tackle. I mean, Ahsoka's vision. So... It makes me think that the rest of the season is going to be just going crazy. So, uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know. But uh, you know that's kind of our feelings. I know everybody. 
I was kind of looking forward to hear Mike just go crazy on this one, but uh, hey, you know what? It's just <laughs> it's just that it's it's at the point where I'm not even I can't even get fired up about this stuff because it's just like well, yeah, you know, week three trade dispute stuff. At least at least with the first week, you know, we got the great storyline of of uh, Master Die. Yeah, and uh, and I really think that it's unfortunate that they named him the way that they did because it makes me feel silly every time i i mention his name his name yeah um and i can't use his full name because his full name is i'm a gun die and he, his story has been one of the best stories so far this season and uh and it's difficult to bring it up when when they made a joke out of his name of so name, it's kind of yeah. like there's stuff like that that's kind of like wow this is some real season one junk that's going on you know like why why are we why are we having to, to, to sort of wade through the, these silly ideas when we know that good stuff is coming? Right. Um, even, you know what, like, it, you know what really shows that they had nothing for this episode this week is that the, uh, the behind the scenes, the, uh, the commentary, commentary that, yeah. that Dave Filoni does, normally I watch the commentary and I'm like, wow, that is something new and that's, or that's an amazing technical feat or, you know, like I didn't look at the story that way before, or I didn't look that character that way. This week it was like, if for those who haven't watched the the commentary, the commentary Dave Filoni talks about how I, in order to get the the crowd scenes, they they use this trick of essentially having a bunch of two D uh, thing there. And, uh, and so they're kind of like cardboard cutouts. And, uh, and rather than like me going like, wow, that's amazing. I can't, like, that's how they did that. I just went, oh. And then I looked <laughs> closer as it's going through the clips. And you can see that none of these characters in the background are moving. Right, right. And right. I never noticed that when I was watching the episode because I wasn't focused on it. Now, every time they do a crowd scene, that's all I'm going to see is that it's 2D characters in the background and they're not moving mm -hmm, right, right and so rather than like that sort of like the tone of the episode for me is that rather than bring the, the like lift the the series up it just brought it down yeah. you know i mean like i've got friends that that over the summer i managed to get into this and i'm sure that uh with uh with c5 being the success that it was that there were a lot of people who never decided to watch clone wars that saw trailers, went to panels, whatever, met the, the voice actors, and were like, awesome, I'm totally going to check this season out. And they're going, I'm sorry, what's the big deal? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah. every every six episodes, something happens? Is that what you're telling me? Like, Instead of the other way around, where it's every every six should be, okay, then you, then you yeah, kind of slow it yeah. down. Yeah, because yeah, if you look at season one, like you were saying, or season two, I should say, uh, we've got... Uh, let me see. We got Holocron Heist, ep excellent episode. Cargo of Doom, awesome. Children of Force, one of the best of the series. Senate Spy kind of brings it down a little bit, but wasn't necessarily bad, just kind of slow. Right. Uh, yeah. Had some good moments in it. Had some, definitely had some good performances in it. Uh, and then, and then we round out that first five with uh, landing at Point Rain, and then we go on to Weapons Factory, Legacy of Terror, Brain Invaders, Grievous Intrigue, The Deserter, Lightsaber Lost. Like it's another one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven episodes before we get to one that I didn't particularly like, which is Lightsaber Lost. But um, you didn't like it, Lightsaber Lost? Not particularly. It was with Tara right. Sanube? But uh, Tara Sanube was awesome. But okay. there were parts of the episode that I just kind of found uninteresting. Okay. Um, but even then, like, still not nearly as as disdainful as as these last two episodes for me. You know, like these last two episodes. I don't say these last two because because uh, supply lines wasn't that bad. I'd sort of put supply lines in the same category as lightsaber lines, mm-hmm. where it's like there were things that were kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, it, it, I could have done without. But I, overall, good episode. Um, but like corruption and uh, and uh, sphere of influence, I'm gonna put in <laughs> in the in the bin with blue shadow virus. Blue Shadow I, Virus, yeah, yeah. I can't stand <laughs> Blue Shadow Virus, and if it's on TV, I don't watch it. Like, I change the channel, and I avoid that channel for the rest of the, the half hour, because I really don't like that episode. Um, but, like, even in the first season, we've got, like, the first, the first, uh, let's see, the first six episodes, first seven episodes, Ambush, Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, Destroy Malevolence, Rookies, one of the best episodes of the series, Downfall of a Droid, which was a great episode. Duel of the Droids, great episode. And then it's Bombad Jedi before you can start to say, like, hey, what's what's going on? Like, yeah. It's a little, that's a little odd. But even still, Bombad Jedi still a good episode. And then you get Cloak of Darkness, Layer of Grievous, Dooku Captured, and then the Gungan Jedi kind of sucks. But, like, you just look at these episodes, and, and the majority of them are awesome. And then we get to season three, and it's like, season three gonna be so great and i'm glad i wasn't like season three faster more intense because it hasn't been yeah like season three has been like i uh, i don't even know what 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 analogy you could use for it or what catchphrase because it's like secrets revealed what secrets yeah you know? that's, that's like, kind of coming up yeah yeah last season with the with the bounty hunters thing right. at least we started with bounty hunters um we yeah, haven't had any secrets revealed We've had, like, if if they were more clear on what they meant by that, which I think what they mean is, like, like let's go back and look at the backgrounds of some of these characters from season one and two, um, and that's what they mean by secrets revealed. Mm-hmm. But if if they mean secrets are revealed as an actual secrets that we're, like, wanting to know, they're not revealing any of it. I don't even know what secrets there are in Star Wars. Like, that's kind of the other thing, is that Star Wars is pretty straightforward, and... Uh, not a lot of secrets to reveal. Well, the biggest secret that I can think of was in was in season two when, and not it's not really a secret, but you know when Obi Wan said, "Hey, I, I was going to leave the Jedi Order for Satine," and all she had to do was say, "Hey, leave it," and I was gone. I mean, that's when I think of secrets revealed or yeah, stuff yeah, revealed. go back, go back and show go that yeah. storyline with with Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Satine when they were yeah, yeah. That, so that, you know what, and and I think that I. Uh, we'll be asking for that episode for a really long time. And I wouldn't even want it to be an episode. I'd want it to be a three episode arc. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that we'll, we're going to end up waiting. A while. And it's going to be one of those things <laughs> yeah. that like, well, when they hit season six and they've run out of ideas cause they, they did their hundred episodes that they had planned. Um, we might start to see stuff like that where they kind of dig back deeper and, and do something. Yeah, right. Like that. But I it yeah, it I don't even know what secrets have been revealed. So 
it's not like last week. Like last week, I got angry, angry. This week, it's just I'm more disappointed than anything. Yeah. I just really want some good Star Wars, and I haven't been getting it. So. Well, you know what's crazy too is you know we're we're all Star Wars fans, and we know what we like, and and uh, you know we kind of expect a lot from this from this yeah. series because it's given so much and been so good. And when you get episodes like that, you're you're kind of like like you said, you're just kind of disappointed, but. But, uh, you know, we do expect a lot, and we do appreciate what, what they've been doing and what they've done. So we'll just look towards the future here, and, and I know we've got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you know what? Road, in, so. the, in the greater scheme of things, uh, 49 episodes and two of them, or let's say, say three episodes, I don't intend on ever watching again. Yeah. Um, out of 49, that's not bad. That's a pretty good track record. I mean, if, if we were talking baseball averages. Oh, yeah. Be, yeah, that'd be you know Hall of Fame performance. <laughs> That's so, Hall of Fame numbers, right? There. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, like, really, like at the end of the day, it's nothing to get too upset about. The thing that's upsetting is that it's like, come on, three weeks in a row, you guys. Like, let's get back on track. Like, could you not have done this storyline later? Yeah. 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 But I, you know what? I can tell you exactly why they were done early on in the season. There wasn't a lot technically that needed to happen. It's not like they had gunships flying in and 300 troopers doing stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, explosions going off all over the place and legions of battle droids. They had some very individual, personal, uh, you know, showdowns between characters. And so I'm sure that production-wise, that makes it a lot easier to pump these episodes out. Right, yeah. uh, Whereas, like, the more intense stuff, the stuff, like, in the season premiere um i mean there's the one scene where where asajj is uh, almost caught by anakin and the troopers and there's like i don't know there's like 15 maybe 20 troopers on screen and they're all doing stuff it's not like they're just standing there motionless like they're moving and and you're still like there's stuff going on and all that sort of thing um and that's a lot more technically difficult for them to animate and so um, maybe not difficult, but just more time intensive. Right. So, right. so maybe that's why we're getting these episodes sort of one after the other. Right. So yeah, we'll just look. We'll just look at this one and say, hey, we'll look to the future and uh, look for some exciting stuff coming yeah. down the line. So, I guess we'll hit the mailbag now. Let's let's, let's uh, do that. Let's do that. Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter. We're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. We're right across the street from Metropolis. But hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Well, now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy? Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget the website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com The Secret Stash Online Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, head flight, weapons, malfunction. But, uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here. now. thank you. How are you? Okay, Mike. Uh, what do we got as far as the mailbag this week? Uh, okay, so we have a uh, piece of mail from uh, from Backstar, who's from the forums. Yes. And he says, uh, hi, Frontlines. Good work with the podcast, Mike and Matt. You guys are doing a great job. 
Now on to my message. After doing Empire Strikes Back for an essay at school, I just realized that Luke and Anakin have the same sort of protective attitude towards R2, even though he is just a droid. For example, when R2 gets swallowed by the swamp monster on Dagobah, Luke is screaming for him. And with Anakin, there are countless examples in the Clone Wars, such as in the R2 episodes and such. They both have a bond from the moment they meet. In The Phantom Menace, Anakin works with R2 to destroy the ship, the uh, Trade Federation ship, that is, and, uh, and kind of bonds with him, while in A New Hope, Luke bonded with R2 even though he ran away at the beginning. Has anyone else noticed this stuff? And I agree with you guys on the Trade Federation episodes. They should have them in moderation, not in succession, which makes them annoying. Hopefully they put off awesome episodes after. May the force be with you, Backstar. And uh, yeah, so uh, Backstar is talking about some R2-D2 stuff, some parallels yeah. between yeah. the Clone Wars and uh, and uh, and the prequels and uh, and the original trilogy. And I definitely agree that, that there's a there's a connection that, that Luke has with R2 that uh, maybe he can't quite explain at first. It's uh, you get to uh, you get to the end of A New Hope, and uh, and the guy goes, "This this R two unit's pretty banged up. You want a new one?" Right, right. And he goes, "Not on your life." Me and that little R two unit have been through a lot together, and and uh, and it's true, right? Like they they've sort of they've been through this crazy adventure, and yeah, that sort of thing. And then R two, uh, well, he keeps the stabilizer locked down, so uh, so you <laughs> could say that he was definitely helpful. Oh yeah, in, uh, yeah. in destroying the Death Star. And he, he did a similar thing in uh, in uh, the Phantom Menace when he was helping Anakin with the uh, with the Trade Federation control ships. So uh, R two is no stranger to uh, to big victories and to contributing. So oh yeah yeah, and you know when you talk about R two, I mean you, you talk about a character uh, this droid that only a handful of characters made it through all six films yeah uh, or you know seven if you want to count the uh the animated animated uh movie so i think the essence of r2 comes down to uh the episode in season two called r2d2 come home and in that episode filoni talked about how r2 was kind of like lassie and he was he was that person that uh like you said luke kind of bonded with yeah going through some trials together Anakin obviously has a, an affinity for droids. I mean, he built C-3PO when he gets around R2. You know, R2 is kind of like his, kind of like a pet almost, you know. In that episode, R2-D2 come home, I mean, he's actually talking to R2 like, hey, take the ship, go back, tell, uh, tell the Republic, tell Mace, whoever, tell them that we're out here. You know, and he, and he takes yeah. off and he's, and he's guarding, you know, Anakin, and, not Mace, because Mace was with him, but, you know, tell Plo Koon, whoever, that we're yeah. here. So he's actually there, and he's actually uh, fighting for him like a dog would, you know. Yeah. Dropping bombs yeah. on Boba and them as they come up. So <laughs> yeah. kind of that, kind of like that best friend, you know, dog's best friend, whatever you want to call it, man's best friend, type of uh, a feel to R two. So definitely good point that uh, Backstar brings up about R two, and and Luke had the same affinity towards him. Yeah. Uh, the adventures they had together. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good post. Good post. Darth Backstar on the forums. He's also on the forums too, but he just he didn't mention his name. But uh, he's very active on the forums. And speaking of forums, let's get to the forum post of the week. 
which was posted by Darth Wally, uh, another active member, a new member. Good stuff always on the forums from him. What in his post is what minor character would you like to see return? And I believe he's talking about the Clone Wars animated series. And we've got a bunch of examples here. Um, uh, he, he actually would like to see Maratuk again. And he was uh, from the series uh, in the first season, uh, the Ryloth trilogy. Uh, he was actually actually made it out alive. He was actually supposed to die, I believe. But George Lucas liked that character and uh, decided to let him get away. So we might see him again. Uh, some other guys in the forums, uh, Boyd, uh, Kit, Fisto, uh, Kit Fisto, and Tara Sanube. Uh, Darcelin, which is Kyle, he liked uh, Kit Fisto, obviously, uh, Ayla Secura. He wanted to see Waxer and Boyle. Uh, myself, uh, Tara Sanube was a really cool character, and he's kind of a character that grew on me, especially at the very end of that particular episode, A Lightsaber Lost, where he brings out his cane sword, you know, and, and does some damage. But yeah. another character that, uh, that I'd like to see again is Embo. And I know, Mike, you commented on him when we first saw him, like, there's something different about this Embo, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe he's force sensitive or something. And we did see him last episode yeah, in, in the, uh, in the uh, Jabba's palace, just real quick. So maybe we'll get some more stuff with Embo actually doing something, but uh, anything, anybody that comes to mind for you, Mike, that you'd like to see? Oh, um, I'd like to see Cad Bane come back. Um, there wasn't yeah. nearly enough of him in, uh, in season two. It seemed like we were going to get more. Uh, I, I there wasn't nearly enough. There's a oh no. Um, I, <clears throat> I am, be I, back. I'm uh, I'm 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 a pretty big fan of uh, of of the Weequay pirates, um, and of Hondo and Aka. Hondo, there's a good one. Yeah. Um, so uh, and I'm sure that we will see Hondo again. Gotta see Hondo, yeah. He's popped up quite a few times, and he seems to be a. Not a major player, but uh, a recurring thorn in the side of the of the Jedi, uh, particularly Obi Wan and, and Anakin. Um, so I'd like to see him come back, and definitely, definitely Kit Fisto, Terrace Nube, um, Plo Koon, you know. Um, but uh, right, I'd right. really like to see a storyline where Sicy Tin gets to say something, because uh, we have. Uh, did we see him yet? We well, no, him. we're going to see him, though, right? We're going to see him in the, he was in the clip. Yeah, he was in the clip with the Republic Commandos. Right, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm going to throw Republic Commandos in there as well, because, of course, I want to see them. But uh, we'll see. See who we get. I, I, you know what? I'm more excited about new characters and about characters that we've never heard of before. Right, um, yeah, yeah. So that's okay. what I'm waiting for. Cool, cool. So, yeah, that was... Uh, Darth Wally on the forums, good uh, good post Wally. So hopefully we'll see a lot of these characters uh, again. So um, with that, we will get to the upcoming episode description entitled "The Academy." And uh, a reluctant Ahsoka teaches a class on Mandalore, where the kids are pawns in an evil plot. On an all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Who's that? Who are those guys? Mandalore is having problems again. This is bigger than we thought. And Ahsoka has been sent to hell. She's supposed to teach the cadets a lesson or two. You will come with us. Let's hope one of them is self-defense. Don't miss an all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Secrets Revealed. Next Friday night at 9, 8 central. I have a bad feeling about this. Only on Cartoon Network. 
So we're getting Ahsoka back and she's coming to Mandalore. So obviously this story is like we talked about earlier, it doesn't look like it's quite over yet. I don't know exactly what's I really yeah. don't know much of what's going on in this episode. I haven't read anything yet. Have you heard anything, Mike, about what's going on besides this little teaser we had? Uh, other than that and the clip that's on the website, that's on clonewarspodcast.com. Yeah. Um, no, not not a heck of a lot. Um, it's kind of exciting that, that we've got a Jedi in this episode. Unfortunately, uh, from what we've seen so far, she's not really going to use her lightsaber that much. Yeah. Um, in combat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she gets into a couple of fights by not using the lightsaber. So, um... It's the, the episode seems to be about a group of kids at the Mandalorian Academy. Uh, what this academy is for, I'm not quite sure, but it, they call it the Academy. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's these kids at the Academy, and uh, and they uh, they sort of start to uncover a plot of uh, some some sinister happenings, some sinister goings on, and uh, and uh, and they kind of get themselves into hot water, and Ahsoka's there to. Uh, to bail them out so we're going to see ahsoka in more of a mentor role and uh and that's interesting to me that's at least you know what at least with that we're there's an there's a reason for the episode to exist and so if it maybe isn't the most action-packed episode it's going to develop one of our main characters right and that that's a worthwhile endeavor for me whereas like corruption doesn't really develop either character it really just shows us more of mm-hmm. Padme and Satine. Um, oh, right, yes. We've yes. already gotten to know. And Padme, like, we know where she's going to end up. They don't really have a lot of wiggle room to develop that character much more. Um, Satine, we did get that little tiny bit of maybe she's not the pacifist she thinks she is. Mm-hmm. But, right, uh, right. <clears throat> and that's kind of interesting, but that's not, if that were the focus of the episode, then I'm sure we would have been a little bit more like, wow, this was kind of an interesting episode. But for one, you know, five-second moment, there was an interesting part, and that does not make a good episode. Um, but, but with this, like, we might get to see Ahsoka sort of stretch as a, as a character and, uh, and mature a little bit, which is what we've been expecting. Right. Um, and so uh, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm definitely down to see her character get explored in this manner so right so that's what we got to look uh, to look forward to next week but uh with that i think that's going to do it for this week and uh we're gonna sign off here in a second and mike's going to be gone for a couple weeks so yep uh on behalf of the clone wars listeners i hope i can speak for them and say good luck and uh congratulations and, uh, you know, hopefully the, the ball and chain there doesn't fit too tight around the ankle. No, I'm just kidding. Good time. Hey, here's my motto. Happy wife, happy life. Take that to the bank. Anyway, what, uh, yeah. as for uh, going out, Mike, what do we got here? Yeah, I, that's, that's it for this week. That's so it. thanks for listening. I, do not forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, we are constantly posting uh, episode previews and uh, – getting video directly from Lucasfilm yes. and, uh, and putting it up there uh, usually on Tuesdays. So uh, stay tuned to the website for Tuesdays. Um, and you can, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Username Clone Wars. So that's twitter.com slash Clone Wars to find us on Twitter. Easiest way to stay in contact with us uh, is to get on the, the Twitter and, uh, and you'll know when new stuff gets posted. Uh, the other alternative to that 
because there are alternatives to Twitter, uh, is to head over to Facebook hey, and join our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. So you can like us over there on Facebook and, uh, and you'll get updates there uh, at the exact same time that you would get them on Twitter. So, uh, so they are equally useful. I suggest covering your bases and doing both. Uh, and, uh, and once you've done that, you can head over to our, our forums over on the Star Wars Daily forums at forum.starwarsdaily.com. And you can get in on the discussion and possibly uh, get your, your forum posts read on the show. Uh, and, uh, and you can always email us <clears throat> at our respective emails, mike at clonewarspodcast.com and matt at clonewarspodcast.com. And, uh, <clears throat> and you uh, may also get the opportunity to have your email read on the show there. So, uh, so yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys. Uh, what are your favorite episodes? What's, what are you looking forward to? What, uh, what stuff have you bought recently? We haven't gotten a lot of collecting emails recently. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so let's, uh, put that out there. And, uh, and if you, uh, if you've bought something awesome recently that you want to share with us, then, uh, and let us know. Give us a shout yeah. at, our, at our email accounts. We'd love to get email, so send us an email. Yeah. Love it, love it. So that's our episode for that's this it. week. We're all done. All right. Well, we will see everybody. Uh, Mike, we'll see you in a, in a couple weeks, uh, the end of, well, actually, probably the beginning of November. So yep. uh, if everybody just bear with us in the next few weeks, we're going to keep doing episodes and we'll get them up. Uh, you guys will be listening to this one most likely uh, after Sunday or Sunday ish. So uh, the next couple episodes, hopefully, we'll get up um, that same week. I'll be giving them to, I'll be sending them to Mike. So hopefully, you'll have time in between. Uh, yeah. You know, rides at on the uh, haunted mansion and the uh, <laughs> Matterhorn to uh, to get these uploaded. So just uh, bear with us for the next couple weeks. So we will see uh, everybody uh, next week. Take care. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.